0: is the University of Michigan. Touchdown Michigan! The Michigan And midcourt
1: extra pass. And it goes for the
2: win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Down the sideline! People's Jones! Welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, and I am joined by Jack and Kaylin. Boys, I mean, just a triple overtime thriller <laughs> win for the for the Wolverines versus the mighty Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Um, I, I was talking to my I was talking to my buddy in, uh, like late last night, and I, and he's like, "I'm actually happy about this." And I was like, "Well." I think relieved may be a better term, but uh, it I'll was be nice accurate. to have something positive to talk about uh, this this morning here.
0: Yeah, I mean, fucking Cade, Cade for Heisman, let's go,
2: <laughs> let's go. We got a new savior, we got a new savior. It's, it's just like that.
1: Hey, we, you know what? We beat a team that's color is scarlet in November, so I'll take
2: it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. There we um, go. Good, I good like spin that. on that one. <laughs> Been, great spin. I mean, it, it was, I mean, we had a hell of a spark on offense. I know like, it's just crazy. We saw it at the end of the game versus Wisconsin, obviously. Um, And then, you know, Cade came in through four beautiful balls. I thought maybe it was just like, you know, all right, fourth quarter, we're down fucking 35 points. So maybe they have their backups in, but he looked legit. I mean, I tweeted it out this morning. The stat line for him was insane. 27 for 36, 75% completion percentage, uh, four TDs, one rushing TD, 250-some passing yards, um, and zero interceptions. And
0: that's playing – he didn't get in until the end of the second quarter. Right. Like, like imagine if he would have played the whole game.
1: I mean – Dude, uh, imagine if he would have played in some of the other games, right? If, oh, if versus yeah. MSU, that would have been a win.
2: Yeah. I, it's like – I don't even want to think about that because then that just makes me so sad. Like, we could be, I don't know, probably not 5-0, and but we could be 3-2, and 4-1. and I don't know. Be more competitive, uh, that's for sure. At least the offense would have had something rolling. I wouldn't even give a shit about this season as long as we would have beat Michigan State. Let's be honest. <laughs> I know, I
0: know. 3-2 and two would have been great. 3-2 three and three, yeah. two would have been great. I lost to Indiana, whatever. They're a good team. Who else did we lose to be losing? Lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin I mean, they're a good team. I mean, whatever.
2: We probably would have scored more than eleven points against
0: them, so it yeah. would have been at least, you know,
2: I I can't say our defense wouldn't have given up three hundred fifty <laughs> rushing yards, but <laughs> right. at Jeez. least we would have scored twenty one points, maybe. Dude, there's um, a
1: period in that game where I was like, I'm pretty sure Cade has been perfect on every throw.
0: Yeah, I had to look back and try to remember. I was like, man, was there a drive where they? didn't score and it was obviously the, the second, his second drive because Nordin missed the field goal and time was running out in the to go to halftime. Great. And then Cornelius fumbled. Cornelius fumbled. Well, that was um, Is that earlier. That was that Milton. was a Milton oh, drive. Yeah. But then also in overtime, that was just horrible play calling by Gaddis. I think oh, yeah. he only had one opportunity to throw the ball. So I mean, How do you, whenever that, they gave okay. him opportunities to throw it, I mean, Michigan, I mean, they look great.
1: Dude, that first uh, touchdown throw that Cade threw, I, to me, I was like, it's over. Cade's the guy because oh, yeah. he put so much touch on that ball. It was so perfect. I was like, oh, man, I love Joe, but Joe could never do that at this Joe stage. Joe would
2: have thrown that
0: through the field goal post.
1: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Well, dude, we saw it twice already, like, last game. I mean, Joe yeah. was still overthrowing guys, wasn't giving them an opportunity to catch the ball, and then— Cade just, he's just got, there's just a different level of confidence in Cade that Joe just doesn't have yet. And, uh, that's, I mean, that's the biggest difference to me. Yeah.
2: I, I, that was a blown coverage. That first one, obviously by Rutgers, like Cornelius Johnson was fucking wide open, but I mean, it was still, he hit him in stride pretty perfectly. So, um, but also it was just like up tempo. He was getting the ball out of his hands quickly on time. He, he hit guys in stride. Um, It just, everything felt right. You know, it's, it's so unexplainable how different because, (laughs) but like, honestly, our run game was so much better. The offensive line blocked better. And I don't want to be like, Oh, these guys are playing for Cade more than Joe, but it kind of seems like that. Like, I don't think people hate Joe, but it just seems like there's a different attitude when Cade is in.
0: I just think Joe isn't that style of leader, you know? And I mean, he's more of a quiet guy. And uh, I think, I mean, clearly it looks like what that team needed was somebody that could kind of be a little bit fiery. I mean, you saw Cade getting people in the right positions, trying to get the tempo going, like keeping people on pace and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's just something we never saw out of Joe. And maybe that's just not not his style of play. And, you know, to each their own. But Cade went in there. He was a leader, played with confidence, guys rallied around him. I mean, he's, I'm glad he's finally in and he's finally the guy.
1: Yeah. I still think you could still see that Joe, he must know some of the playbook pretty well and stuff like that. Cause on the sideline, you saw Joe, you know, doing some hand symbols and like pointing things out and talking to Cade. Uh, so I'm kind of like, okay, Joe's still in the mix there to at some capacity, you know, maybe we'll see him next week with like the headset on or something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that, but I, don't expect to see him like in the, On game the field. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm not saying I
2: that, mean, no. I, I would they go to Valari?
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm thinking, if, man. If I mean, like I feel like games, have to. I mean,
2: shit. It's like, I don't know, I, which is so crazy, dude. And, and I don't know. I, I just uh, Shay Patterson was not a super vocal leader either. Right. No. He was he was like, Mr. Too Cool to like get hyped. He got hyped for people. Um, but he was definitely seemed like he was a too cool guy. And then Joe was just like almost too calm a little yeah. bit. And and then <laughs> like, it was kind of weird uh, at how calm he was. <laughs> and then, um, which I thought was like, I thought it would be an, an advantage to him, that calmness, that, that collectiveness. But I think this team, especially when down in the dumps, they need somebody to be fired up and yep. in their ear. Cade was over on the sideline, like dropping f bombs, getting these guys fired up, like hitting each guy. And so, like, you need something like that because obviously in the first quarter you're down 17 nothing, no spark, no nothing. Um, you need somebody to step up like that, and thankfully it was Cade. Um, so the the other part to the offense, holy shit, we went RB one. We have yep. a number one running back, <laughs> Hassan Haskins got 22 carries.
0: Yeah, 22 yeah. carries, over 100 yards rushing, right? I mean, I, th- I still think in the beginning of the game, they were they were shuffling through them every couple downs, and I was like, all right, here we go again. Yep. And then it was like, holy shit, Hassan's actually the guy. It was, it was awesome to see. And it, it's great to see what can happen when a guy gets in a groove. I mean.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not going to read too much into this because it only took three overtimes to get 22 carries, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. True.
0: Yeah. And a lot of
2: them did come in the, in the overtimes. Um, he was, <laughs> that was when we really started running the ball really well. Um, but still, I think that even with it happening in overtimes, I think that they'll go with that for the future. Then. I, I hope, hope so. God, geez, I, I'm going to be so pissed if we go back to everyone getting four or five carries each, like, dude, you figured it out. It worked well. We actually had a hundred yard rusher. Like I, I, I mean, I don't want to say I told you guys so, but I said this back in the, in the before the season started, right? Like, I mean, we yeah. all talked about it, honestly. Yeah. We all talked about it, and it was like, fuck, man. Like, every other – no other team has four deep. You know, maybe you have a one and a two. The two is getting, you know, lesser carries and then a third down back or something like that, um, but you can't just go four deep, and I thought – the, the uh, box score was perfect um, as far as number of touches for everyone in that offense. Hassan Haskins, 22. I think uh, Charbonnet had six carries. I would like to maybe see him. Honestly, I think Blake Corum's good. I I just think he's going to have his day. I'm still I'm sticking by that. I'm sticking by that. So I you like got Charbonnet, Charbonnet
0: over Corum. I mean, I, c- I can see that there would be, you know, reason for that. I I just either guy. I don't think you can go wrong, but I, I don't know. I got to go quorum if I'm picking two, one of the two.
1: Yeah. I mean, I actually had a chance to sit and watch the entire Ohio state game and they did a really good job of master Teague and Trey Sermon. And they, those are their two guys. And, you know, Teague gets most of the carries sermon comes in occasionally, but you know, you don't see two extra guys beyond that coming in. So I, I would like to see, you know, uh, Hassan and Charbonnet really, you know, be the established guys. And then maybe you have some other packages with, you know, Blake Corum and Chris Evans. Uh, but you just rotating the foreign it's, it's asinine. Well,
2: I, I think that I I don't think Corum honestly should get any carries right now, but he and Chris Evans should be getting those swing passes like they did. Yes, I thought yeah. that was part of the box score that I really liked. Chris Evans had one carry and then he had, but he had four catches and it was perfect. And all those catches went for, those are key catches for Chris Evans. So he's a big part of the game still, but not getting any carries. Uh, I think that's where Blake Corum is the most effective too, is when you get him out and in the open field, he's so fucking fast. Like that's why I want it to be Haskins and Charbonnet running off tackle or up the gutter. I, you can't run Blake Corum in between the tackles right now. He's just not big enough yet. And so Charbonnet is going to be that guy. Haskins is obviously the the one guy with the most like yards after contact, which is what I really like to see.
0: Yeah, I'm, I can I could go for that one, two, Haskins, Charbonnet. But I mean, as long as Corum's getting touches out of the backfield somehow, whether it's screens or swing passes, whatever it is, I mean, if you get him in space, he's he's going to pick up some yardage.
2: Yeah. Um, and then what do you guys think about the receivers? I felt like everybody really contributed pretty well. Um, honestly, we're fucking back to the tight ends. Nick Eubanks needs to never play again. I'm sorry. Not, not to be like a super downer, but he had so he's the worst blocking tight end or receiver I've ever seen in my life. He missed so many blocks. And then it, it frustrated me so much because he missed like three blocks in a row. I was watching. I literally tweeted him out. I rewound it and took the video, tweeted him out, and then we fucking throw right to him for the touchdown and he's going nuts like he's the man. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so mad that we scored at that moment, honestly. I was like, What the fuck?
0: Man, you're you're just hanging around spath too much. You can't you can't <laughs> I, even celebrate a touchdown anymore. Well All right, uh, I, yeah, that's I, I true. get so, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I mean that's you shouldn't if, reward a guy for that stuff, is what I'm saying. So know. then
1: here's the real question: Eubanks or McCune?
0: <laughs> I'm, so I'm gonna stick with Eubanks no matter what. <laughs> At
2: least Eubanks doesn't drop the ball as often. But like if you're a tight end, <laughs> as often, yeah. Um, fuck them all. Eric All should be should be in all the time. And, and what about shoemaker? maker? Like what happened to him? Is he still with the team?
0: Yeah. He, I mean, yes, so. the sidelines, I'm pretty sure. You just don't see him get in much, but he not see- know. I mean, especially when guys are not making blocks like that. I mean, it's just an opportunity for somebody else to get in. Actually, I need to look this up. Number 85 was in who I don't think is shoemaker,
2: but he's no. like bigger. And he was in on some, some run blocking. So I can't remember what uh, it was, but honestly, like, dude, I mean, as far as, uh, the wide receivers go in the offense, I mean, Ronnie Bell is just that dude. Like I want him in on every single play, whether it's him blocking, he was so pumped for that pick play, um, a touchdown, he's like <laughs> yeah. jumping up and down him. Obviously he didn't score, but he executed he was a big his, part of it. Yeah. His, uh, thing. Right. And I was like, fuck
0: yeah, man. Like that is what we need right there. Yeah. I feel like we saw a lot more of, um, Cornelius Johnson in the game, a little bit less of Roman Wilson, yeah. a lot more of Mike Samer still. Giles was out there consistently. I think they're kind of figuring out who their guys are. And uh, I mean, other than that drop from Cornelius, man, I mean, two drops. No, yeah, he did have it. He did have another drop on a touchdown. That's I think that's what you were talking about before, Ro. Um, But that was a good play by the defender. But I think they finally found their guys. And with Cade out there, man, I've got so much faith w- with him just putting the ball where it needs to be. My hope is back. My hope is back for the rest of the talk. <laughs> Fuck is right. Fuck is right. It's bad. <laughs> See,
2: here's what I'm really, really hoping, and I don't think it is because I think Cade is is a very talented guy and he could be a, a really good quarterback. But I'm hoping it wasn't just like uh, um, John O'Corn against Purdue in 2017, where Dude. he came in, you know, had lifted yeah. him up, and then obviously it didn't work out the rest of the season. God, don't put that in my head. <laughs> but yeah,
0: it could be very well. Could be man. Very
2: well. well could you, when you, when you put in a guy like that, you obviously have no film on him. Um, I thought the play calling was different with Caden. It, right. Or, wh- I don't understand that. We were running RPOs with Cade that uh, we never ran with Joe and maybe, maybe we did with Joe, but he, they looked
0: like gives always think, with Joe. I think another thing too, that you brought up earlier is Cade was hitting guys in rhythm. You know, he is whether it's three step drop, five step drop, whatever it was. Once he got to the back of his drop, he was letting that ball go where with Joe, we'd kind of see him get to the top of his drop and just kind of like stand there and look around and really not be sure of where the ball's going to go. Right. So, I mean, it could be they could have been calling those for Milton, but we don't really know what's actually being called because it, it took him so long to get the ball out. And that's why a lot of the balls went crazy. I mean,
1: yeah, I honestly I thought they were kind of maybe this is. Because they had such a new line, but I wanted to see Gaddis call more like zone read stuff with Joe. I thought that would have maybe got him in a rhythm, and they could take advantage of all those running backs and Joe's size and athleticism. And they never really did that. And I, I, I don't know. Does anybody know about Cade? Does he have some wheels on him? I have no idea.
0: I've
1: got mean, enough? Maybe, I guess I don't. Yeah. Know. I mean, I don't think he was anything. I think
0: he was a pocket passer coming out of high school. I don't think he was, you know, a dual threat guy at all. <laughs> No. Did you okay.
2: did you know his high school stats? He threw for like 12,000 yards in his in his high school 146
0: career. touchdown passes.
2: He both uh Nevada state records. Yeah. That is insanity. And the I bucket. know he played at like one of the best high schools in Nevada, right? They they played on ESPN and shit, I'm pretty sure. Um yeah. but fuck, man. That like I'm pretty sure Joe's stats are like, he has like, he had like 3000 passing yards on his career.
0: in hunting. And I think it was like 45% completion percentage and right. Yeah.
2: I, I almost, well, okay. We talked about this earlier, but I mean, I just want to know what the hell happened in this quarterback room, this off season that, Where, where does McCaffrey fit into this situation? How did it become that Joe was like the God over McCaffrey causing him to transfer? And, and then I, I mean, my thought is that Cade never even got the reps because they were so focused on who it was going to be. Right. But like they had to see that, that McNamara was, Good,
1: like I'm sure, right? I have I have a theory about this. Okay, let's hear I, it. I think that because Harbaugh kept saying like they're not they're doing it in practice, they're not doing it in games, right? So I think that our corners were just so bad that in practice Joe was just lighting them up. He would just throw the ball down the field. Mikey Sanristill would just blow past the corner, or whatever, yep. make a catch and be like, and he shit, go. look at Joe. This guy's unreal. And right. then he looks amazing. Then they put him in the game. They're like, we don't know what's happening. A real corner's actually covering the wide receivers. You know, it's, I don't I know, mean, man, because Joe
0: couldn't hit a fucking wide open guy.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I, I think something else must have been going on behind the scenes. And I would love to, like, be able to talk to McCaffrey and be like, dude, what what the hell happened? I feel like something's
2: <laughs> going to come out like maybe a few something years down the road or something, or when he finally transfers somewhere, something's got to come out. Cause it's just unexplainable how, how, I, I, I mean, first of all, the fact that we could not get either Dylan McCaffrey or Joe Milton good enough to play quarterback for us. I think it's very, very frustrating.
0: But I think McCaffrey was good enough, man. We saw it two years where he got in and he got chances. And that's that's where my thought coming into the season was like, all right, we knew McCaffrey was good. We knew all the potential Milton had. And I just thought Milton had figured it out and he was going to be amazing. But Milton didn't live up to the expectations everybody had for him. And honestly, I think if McCaffrey would have stayed, he would have done a million times better.
1: That's why I'm convinced that there must have been something we've all heard the things about Harbaugh, right? That he rubs people the wrong way. There must have been something like that that happened because I I I just I refuse to believe that it you know, he made such a dumb decision like that, you know?
2: I mean, I I know for a fact that McCaffrey was a prima donna, kind of a douchebag. Probably not even kind of big time douchebag. So really? egos egos probably collided there, and Jim was probably like, "Hey, can you shut up and just try to do your job?" And McCaffrey's like walking around like his shit doesn't stink, you know. So it, it probably was something like that where he, you know, Harbaugh was trying to make him, you know, put him on the same level as everyone else and push him, and McCaffrey was like, "I'm the dude. I don't need to be pushed like that." And I can see that happening too. I also, my half of my theory too, is that they just saw six foot five, 240 pound Joe Milton with a cannon for an arm. And they had to be like, we, we can't pass on this type of athleticism.
0: Have to give him a chance. Have to see what he can do. I don't
2: hate that, but, like, yeah, I get that. And you you also, I mean, you do have to assume that he's not going to fucking overthrow every deep ball by 20 yards.
0: I mean, the one that got me more than anything yesterday, it wasn't even an overthrow. It was just wildly inaccurate. Ronnie Bell got to a spot, was wide open, and then Milton throws it five yards to, like, away from him towards the db i'm like all right get get him the fuck out and i think the series after that he was pulled but i was like man what is just? i don't know gotta be a lack of confidence in my mind definitely a lack of leadership
1: hopefully he figures it
0: out and goes somewhere man because i don't think he'll ever have a shot at michigan again
1: which is unfortunate and really disappointing and frustrating right so i mean i was thinking about it earlier today i'm like man if i was joe milton where would i transfer maybe like you see Oklahoma that? or something and try Oklahoma, to get, you know, yeah. Lincoln Riley to help me out or something, you know, I, somewhere where I'm like, I know they coach quarterbacks. That's where I would go, because I would have to admit to myself that I need some fucking coaching
2: and not from fucking Devin Gardner, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the hip thrust master, dude, he, <laughs> fucking. Jesus Antides Christ, dude. he's that. Video, I literally seven year old children seven-year-olds i'm like dude i saw that video and i lost my mind i was like this what is actually going on here and when I, I watched it myself i was like what is he doing you can't just push him over like what is going on oh why d- he just like do that right. like,
2: literally one hand and he just right. shoved shove over he it was the weirdest shit i've
0: ever seen in my life
2: it, i was like all right you just lost all your credibility <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and, and so like in half of that i'm like dude You know what, Devin Gardner, yes, I think they're comparable as far as athleticism, so I thought maybe it would be a good fit. Um, But why couldn't we get Joe Milton, like, a real real QB guru to work with? Why is he working with fucking Devin Gardner, who, you know, obviously is an athletic guy and, you know, had potential at Michigan. It didn't work out because of other factors. But, like, can we get him, like, a real – Quarterback coach?
1: I don't know. Dude, you're Jim. G- you're Jim Harbaugh. Joe Milton is from Florida. Jim, pick your phone up. Call yep. Tom Brady and say, "Hey, I got a kid from Florida. He's going to yep. go home. Stop in Tampa and work with you for a few days. You know? Or, I don't or, know.
2: Something. Yes. Even if you're not working with Tom Brady, say, "Hey, Tom, who's a good QB coach down in right. Tampa by you? Like, I mean, not it, the fact that we." I mean, you don't even have to go to actually Tom Brady. Like, no, but Jim Harbaugh. How many contacts do you think is in his phone at, of other coaches that know how to coach quarterbacks, including his goddamn self?
1: Fuck. <laughs> right. Very frustrating. Right. I don't know I why know.
2: we're. I don't know why we're all pissed off because I know we <laughs> got a high. We went down a rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> um, I got I got riled up there, but um. I mean, Kate is obviously, yeah, Heisman contender. Now, well, maybe. I mean, he's <laughs> got to be the front runner at this
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep on Velari.
2: <laughs> yeah, Valari's coming up. Uh, I did see uh, B. Cooper uh, tweeted back <laughs> at me when I said uh, I tweeted out last night that I would shotgun a beer if, if we got to see Valari, and he B. Cooper tweeted back and said, uh, <laughs> "What do you say?" He said something like a first round in the NFL or second round of the NFL. So. <laughs> <I wrote. laughs>
1: Now, did you guys see uh, Cade when he was on the sidelines at some point? Jim Harbaugh was giving him the Wilton Spate, like, beating his chest oh, and yeah. doing the whole night. That got me high. I like that.
0: Back at 2015, definitely... 2016, Harbaugh.
2: Yeah, and... Uh, and... Milton was still in when he was doing that. So I, yeah. think, I think Jim fucking knew. He was like, dude, you're, you're going in here shortly. But they, I still agree with, with starting Milton. You had to give him an, another chance and just be like, all right, we've invested so much in you. Here, we got to give you a shot. You have one last chance. This is it. And it didn't work.
0: I mean, that's the nail in the coffin too, right? Like, Milton, you, you got your chance. You had your opportunity. Clearly couldn't do it. And Cade went in and had no issues at all. Then it's just like okay, perfect. Like that deal's done. Now we've seen it. They've gone against the same team yeah. with the same same athletes on their side of the ball, and and you just couldn't do anything. And kid goes in and has no issues. So it's just it. I think that's just what everybody needed to see too. Right.
2: Yeah. Um. I I think it it was a it was a good offense in the in the second half and and late in the second quarter. Um. So um. Let's talk about the defense. I I. <laughs> Sadly, there really still are no positives because uh, Rutgers put up 35 points in regulation on this, Mm -hmm. on Don Brown's defense and it's fucking Rutgers. And I know they're better than normal years, but it's still fucking Rutgers. And so I was looking up Noel Vigil, Rutgers quarterback. I was looking up his uh, stats for the year. By far, his best game was yesterday.
0: By far. (laughs) I mean, Don Brown's got to go. Has to. Don Dude, Brown he he had, there's the been no there's been no light at the end of the tunnel for Don Brown. It's just always it's it's been getting smaller and smaller after every game. He gets worse and worse. <laughs> I mean you you gotta let him go. You gotta let him go.
1: Very true. Yeah. I actually I thought the corners played better yesterday than they did the last what three games. So like uh maybe G Green got beat a couple times, which is better than thirty times or whatever. Uh and Vince Gray, I thought, played okay. So I thought there were a couple positives in that, you know, realm. And then the injuries mounting on defense, I was like, holy crap. Like I mean, who are half of these guys? Yeah.
0: I mean, and there's a point to the injuries too, right? Like I get it. Your starting guys you expected to be in are out. Right. But still the backups you have in there are more talented than any of these guys that you've been going up against. And if you're coaching a scheme where guys can't just be plugged in and succeed, it's not working. I mean, consistently been scored 30, 40 points against that defense. And it's just,
1: you can't always rely on having superstars to, to bail you out. Dude, our rush defense is garbage. Awful. Like, uh, Ro, I don't know if you have the stats in front of you or not, but I'm pretty sure we were giving up like seven yards per rush or something like that.
2: Um. Yeah, they had, they had 40 rushes for 104 yards. So not, it was like, it was not that good, but that probably includes uh, um, sacks and, and stuff like that. Okay. But when they did, it, we stopped them a few times, like at the line of scrimmage, but it seemed like when they got a crease, they were going, you know, they they were going for ten yards or so. Um, and we talked about it earlier too, but the uh, um, Will Heinegger mentioned he called it leaky yards. It was yards that when we we should have stopped them and then they still get three or four. They like fall forward or get a couple more. It's like, that's the frustrating thing to me.
0: Um, yeah. How do you like that? Uh, what was it? Touchdown or two point conversion to take it to overtime. I mean, skinny ass quarterback for Rutgers, <laughs> just pulling three linemen with him. I'm like, bro, what? How, I, I, it's hard to fathom
2: that I, how it's the games on the line, man. How are we not pushing as hard as we can to get a win there? And we just let them have an unbelievable drive down to get to that two point conversion. Like first of all, Oh, um, well, I mean, yes, they, that, that, uh, that drive was ridiculous. Um, I thought our offensive drive before that was really good too. We took a lot of time off the clock, pounded the ball and then punched it in. Um, I also want to give props to Rutgers. That
0: throwback in overtime—that was, that was a sick play, and they perfectly executed, executed it. it perfectly. yeah. That was. Great. I mean, that was. I mean, because they drug it out for a while. Like he kept rolling for a while. Like normally, you see it get thrown back a little bit quicker, and they just boom, 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 let it. The quarterback threw it to a spot, and the guy just I ran mean, that, right on. That was, on was pretty. That was beautiful. That that'll work against him.
2: He so like last week against Illinois, who is am I? opinion, the worst team in the big 10, you know, maybe Minnesota, maybe Michigan state, obviously they fucking beat us. But, um, (laughs) I mean, he, he had, he went 21 for 34 against Illinois, two TDs and three interceptions for uh, against us, 29 for 43, a better, better, uh, passer or passing percentage. Uh, 378 yards, shh, shh, shh. three touchdowns and one pick. <laughs> and that pick was just on a heave on the last play of the game. Oh my God. Like he had a hell of a stat line yesterday and that's a fucking Rutgers quarterback.
0: Got to get Don Brown out of there. Got to get Don Brown out of there.
1: What did you guys think about the quality of the defense deeper in like maybe the second and third overtime versus throughout the whole game cuz for me I was like it almost feels like drastically better for whatever reason in like the second and third overtime than the rest of the game
2: Yeah I thought so uh, and I we pointed this out um last night Adam once McGrone went out I thought Adam Shibley who replaced him played better Yeah and that's crazy to me because I, McGowan's supposed to be an all big 10 guy. And so I, it just, it blows my mind. And then Brad Hawkins came out and I thought Hunter rental, Hunt, Reynolds. Hunter Reynolds yeah. made like five plays in a row. He <laughs> was actually playing the ball, which was crazy to see.
0: Um, yeah. There well, were the some guys mentioned that it before there. the game, right? They said Hunter Reynolds had earned playing time and that was before Hawkins even got hurt. Uh-huh. And then when, when he did come out of the game, Reynolds was able to go in and, yeah like you said Ross i thought he played really well, yeah he was awesome
2: um i thought actually josh ross had this his best game of his yep. se- of the season he was a, a that was the first time i was impressed by a linebacker uh this year actually um so he had a sack he had a couple really good plays he i felt like he was he was running to the ball um unfortunately, i thought Dax Hill had the worst game of his uh probably career. He just, like, wasn't playing. That one deep ball, I mean, I he's there, and just, what are you doing? It didn't look like he even like, wanted to
0: go get it. It's like he did, had no idea the receiver was even there.
2: It, I mean, otherwise, you're going to try to go high in. point.
0: Right. You got to go high point the ball. I mean, that's, he, he must have not even seen the guy. I don't know what happened there, but, yeah, did not, did not expect to see that out of Hill. So. It was weird. It was really weird. Um, I mean,
2: yeah, <laughs> it's just like. One week you give up 350 rush yards to Wisconsin. The next week you give up 380 yards to passing to Rutgers. So at this point, teams just can pick what they want to do and do it. And they'll, and they'll succeed against, against this defense. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited about the offense and confidence, but we're going to give up 50 points every
0: week. I would say. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm like literally last night, and I, I'm had this been two games ago or even last game, like I was laughing every time Rutgers. I was just like, I was like, sit there and laugh. I'm like, I can't even be upset <laughs> yeah. about this anymore. Like, what what is <laughs> this gonna that's do that's for me? Left. Like, it's 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 comical.
1: I'm just imagining Jack with, like, a beer in his hand and just, like, ha, 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 ha and, like, tears rolling down his <laughs> <And> eyes. <tears laughs> you know.
0: down face. Heather's,
2: like, sitting across the living room, like, what the fuck's wrong with him? <laughs>
0: oh, no, Heather Heather was like, yeah, I think we're going to have a couple of our friends coming over. I'm like, please, no, Michigan plays tonight. Like, I can't be around anybody. I'm sorry. Like, I, I need to watch this game by myself. It's like, I'm, I was still able to laugh at the defense and be like, whatever, but at least we have faith in the offense now where it's like, okay, they can hold their own. Keep Michigan in the game, but we know that you can't count on the defense to do anything. You cannot count on the defense to stop anybody at any time. You just have to hope that Michigan scores every time they have the ball.
1: Yeah, no. If you're the coach, your game plan is win the coin toss, receive, and just try to score first.
0: Um, I, I
2: also. So, did you guys watch Indiana Ohio State yesterday? Yeah, um, that
0: was a great game. Great man, game. I thought I, I thought Indiana might come come back and do something, man. That was probably it.
1: Justin Fields' worst game.
0: Oh three, yeah, yeah, three picks, right?
2: And bad picks, like they were terrible decisions. He he was going down. He either could have just went down or thrown it out of bounds, and he decided to throw it up
0: twice. It was yeah, that, re- I mean that it throw was like weird. Bad. That was a real bad throw. He could have thrown it deep and and brought, kept the guy going on his route, and it might have been his completion, but when he threw it short, that uh, what number twenty two Jefferson or Johnson? I mean he just it was it was right to him. So, yeah, that th- th- this is my worry.
2: Indiana played probably as good as they could have on defense. Forced three turnovers. Justin Fields had the worst day of his career. And they still put up 600 yards, Ohio State did, and scored 35 points on offense because they had to pick six to make yeah, it 42. So, like... If that's their, this is their worst day on offense, 600 yards and 35 points against a a good Indiana defense. So what do you think is going to happen in a few weeks when they play Michigan? I mean, they're legitimately going to go for 800
0: plus yards. Yeah, it'll be a fucking blowout. It will be a blowout.
1: This is all part of Harbaugh's plan. He's trying to deceive you all, right? Guys, go in there and play really bad, right? Uh, Don put your uh, put your mask over your eyes and coach the game or something, right? <laughs> and so that's what's been happening. So we're going to play Ohio State, right? Joe Milton is going to come out and he's going to take all these like ankle weights off and like a chest plate off and then he's just going to expose his superman S on his chest and we're just going to annihilate him, right?
2: Oh god. You know, I I have a conspiracy <laughs> even I'm not that optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a conspiracy theory You know, there's there's always the talk about uh, Ohio State prepares for Michigan every single day, right? Michigan doesn't think about this game enough. They don't prepare. What if this is the year? That all Michigan's been doing is preparing for <laughs> Ohio State. They haven't prepared for any other team, <laughs> so that's why oh, they suck against God. every other team. But uh, during, we're gonna know every single play that Ohio State runs. We're gonna expose the hell out
0: of them finally because that's all we've practiced for.
1: That would be amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's I'm a hell of a theory, right? I'm just writing this down. The time getting ready for a highlight. <laughs> like that would
1: it. be such a middle finger to the fan base. Fine, you guys want to beat Ohio State? That's all we're gonna practice.
0: <laughs> Dude, take that middle hey, finger yeah. and throw it in my face. As long as Michigan win, if, that, if they win that game, I will take it. I will gladly, gladly take that. Let
2: Let's be serious. Would you take? Let's see. Would you take four and four with a win over Ohio State this year? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Over Over seven and one with a loss to Ohio State. This year? 2020? Yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, probably every year, yeah. Michigan's not beating Maryland.
1: You don't, don't think so? I, yeah. I haven't watched any Maryland, so I have no idea. But
0: Well, after they lost, they got blown up by Northwestern, but Northwestern turned out to be a very good team. True. And then Maryland, I think, put up 40 to 50 points and blew out whoever they played in their last two games they had played before they had, got They're COVID. pretty good. They're, They're I mean, all not. Right. They Fucking uh, what's nuts from Bama, the OC. And then they brought little tool with them. So, I mean, Bama connection, man. They're putting up points. That's for sure. Mm. Loxley, right? Isn't that it? Mike there Loxley. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Loxley. So, I mean, wow. I think Michigan beats Penn State. But, dude, that Maryland game will probably be pretty similar to um the Rutgers game. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I, the,
2: the one thing about last night, which is kind of crazy to me because of uh, the two programs that we playing, it wasn't like Michigan was fucking up so bad and like that's why Rutgers was was in the in the game. It legitimately looked like both teams, talent wise, scheme wise, everything else, were on the same playing field. It was like two yeah. two of the same teams going at it. Yeah, so agreed. How how does that happen in the year fucking 2020 in the year six of Jim Harbaugh? I don't know. Tom Brown gotta go. He's gotta go. Um, which is, I think Kirk Herbstreet said it, uh, or somebody said it on, uh, college game day. They said, if you put the rosters next to each other, they look, ne- they look similar of uh, Michigan and Rutgers. And they were right. Cause last night it was like, it was, it was blow for blow. It was like an even match. Obviously it, it went down to three overtimes. So, um, what else yeah, do we it, want to talk
1: about? Well, interesting to note there too, that the rosters were similar because there were a couple Michigan transfers on that Rutgers roster, right? Michael yeah. Dump Drew Singleton, Drew Singleton. Yeah. And we saw both of them making plays. So, yeah. uh, I, I, that's just kind yeah. of an interesting side note. Maybe Dump had a big sack late in the game. I mean, he, he blew right through the line. Nobody, he wasn't
0: even touched oh, yeah. and got to McNamara. I think it was in the first overtime.
1: Yeah. I think he blew right by Zach Zinter. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know some of the some of the that's where you're seeing our young line right some of the chickens coming home to roost.
2: Yeah. Um, also, Drew Singleton, one of those blocks that Eubanks just absolutely. I'm I'm gonna send you guys the the video because <laughs> it was yeah. so bad. But he came in and blew up Giles Jackson on a swing pass. Um, so like those are two guys would be starting on Michigan right now, 100. percent. Like we are dying for Michael Twom for in the middle at the moment. So. Um, like I never thought that drew Singleton would play for us, but now obviously we're on to, you know, backup linebackers. So, um, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't be a starter, but one four would probably be our best lineman at the moment. hundred percent. 100% to Four would be in and playing. I mean,
0: I think Drew Singleton, he was an IMG guy, four star. Yeah,
2: he, he was good. It's frustrating for sure to lose guys like that to Maryland. I, and one four was, didn't he leave for family issues? Isn't he from I think the East so. coast?
0: Yeah. Like he had a yeah. legitimate reason, but I mean, yeah. you think, I mean, you think of the DT transfers, right? You got one four. He left Aubrey Solomon, five-star guy went, but what Tennessee, right? I don't know how yeah. he's producing there, but makes a huge difference right now. Could really use them. Even really if is. he's, average. We'd he'd kill it in, in the middle there
2: right now. Yeah. So what do, you, what does this do for you guys in terms of your thoughts on Harbaugh, your thoughts on what Michigan should do with his coaching staff on, obviously we, I think we're all on the same page with Don Brown, but even with Josh Gaddis and some of these other position coaches, where do you guys stand as in terms of that after one triple overtime win over Rutgers to put Michigan at two and three.
0: I mean, I've, I've backed off the fire Harbaugh train. I have put the pedal to the metal on the fire dom Brown train. Um, and I think Harbaugh's getting a lot of heat for, and I hate to do this to a player, but I feel he's getting a lot of heat for Milton not being successful. And I think it's on Milton. I mean, we've McNamara has been successful and he's a Harbaugh recruit. I mean, you can't, what are you gonna say? Oh, is just good and Harbaugh didn't develop him? I mean I think Harbaugh's getting a lot of heat for Milton not being developed, but you know, like we we said with Mozzie Smith, you know, some guys just aren't there yet. I think Milton's got a lot of a lot of talent and hopefully they can do something with it. But I don't know. If Michigan, if the offense can score points and McNamara can can do what he's been doing, I think Harbaugh's job is saved. And I think Gaddis's job is saved. But Don Brown, I mean, he's People wanted him gone last year. People wanted him gone two years ago and their defense is continuing to look awful. I think, I think Don Brown's the only for sure guy that's going to be gone at the end of the year, which I don't think they should wait that long, but that's when it'll be.
1: Yeah. I'm actually kind of with Jack. I'm like, I've backed off of the fire Harbaugh train. Now that will totally change. If all of a sudden Joe Milton trots on the field against Penn state, I'll be like, okay, you're an idiot now. But I mean, I'm, as long as we say, okay, Cade's the guy, Cade's our guy, he's playing, um, I'm backing off the Harbaugh train. But Don Brown, gosh, like, the defense is so awful right now. I can't. I, I don't the, know if
2: there's a worse defense in the Big Ten. I really don't.
1: Man. Dude, it's bad. Like, this is, we would be in last place in the ACC. With this defense.
2: Big 12. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the
1: big 12. Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Those,
2: those air raid offenses would literally be throwing for a thousand yards on us.
1: God. This, this defense needs to play like Eastern and that will be a good, a good measuring stick
2: you know, we talked about, um, this with Brandon Brown and with Bryce marriage about that 2018 recruiting class and how, you know, that's Vincent gray and Jamon green and they're three stars. But I mean, you, you have to know that's what you're working with then. And, and adjust and you have to work to develop those guys. If you know, that's going to be a weak point in this class. And so I it's just, it's so frustrating. I, I just think, you know, half of its scheme, half of its player development, but all of it is bad now. And so when you're, this isn't like, you can have down years, right. As far as production from a defense production from your team, but like the drop off it under, if you want to be elite, if you want to beat Ohio state, which is obviously the goal the drop off can't be that significant year to year, or even from starter
0: to backup. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. And for me, it's not even being an elite team anymore. It's just beat Ohio State. Go nine and three and beat Ohio State. The whole fan base would be satisfied at that point. I, 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 I mean, you 100%. beat Ohio State every, you know, third or fourth year at least if you're doing it every now and again. I think that satisfies the fan base and then you can take the next step after that. But that, I mean, that needs to happen first.
1: Yeah. I think unfortunately though, the only way for us to beat Ohio state is to be elite, right? Yeah. Ohio state gets caught sleeping against, you know, maybe a Rutgers of Maryland or someone like that. But against us, they're always up for the game. That's their, that's why they get their gold pants on in the morning. Right. So, I mean, they're in, for us to beat them, we would need to be like a 12 and O caliber team. And I, just, I mean, that's what they were in 2018. And couldn't do it. True. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then look I mean, at what
0: happened the year before that with John O'Corn. They were in the game. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. I was There's thinking about this
1: earlier today, too. Like, who's the last player under Harbaugh who you've seen them actually develop? Maybe like play one way one year, and the next year you're like, wow, he's significantly better.
0: That's a hell of a question. That is a hell of a question.
2: Because, like, even the guys that are have been our best guys were our best guys when they stepped foot on campus. Jabril Peppers was, you know, the best guy when he stepped foot on campus. Uh, and he wasn't even a hardball recruit, you know. So, yeah. um, I, I mean.
0: Winovich? Uh, Chase Winovich? Yeah. Uche. Right, yeah. Uche. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Honestly, the one that came to mind for me was Jake Rudock, where it was, like, yeah. in real but he time. he only had one year. Yeah, it was like in real time. I mean, he is. was improving. Like, was, week.
0: Yeah. He, I mean, he got better and better every year. That, that's that's true. I, but, I would say
2: I would say Winovich and Uche on the D line, probably. Um, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson and, and Quidipe, uh, definitely, I think, too. Um, you know, but they were also big recruits. I think Pay was Quidipe is a good one because he wasn't a he big was a three
0: through. star or something. Yeah. yeah. I, don't I know. can't think of any offensive guys other than Rudock. I mean, right? And that, right. Uh, some it's of the Pierre. some
2: of the linemen, I'd say, um, under Warner, that went to or the Warner. NFL last oh. year.
1: Yeah, maybe like yeah. a Ben Britison kind of guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like skill um, players.
1: Yeah, I can't think of anybody, and that seems Ronnie to have Bell. been our, our Oh, Ronnie Bell. All
0: right, yeah, that's
1: a good one.
2: Fuck, I don't know. Other than that, though, like it's. It, I mean, yeah, we just named off what five, six guys, but like five, six guys out of a hundred fifty times six you know of of jim harbaugh's classes it's like that's not good (laughs) in my opinion that's probably my biggest beef with harbaugh it's not even the can't get your guys to play you know can't get them fired up it's player development you you have every resource in the world at michigan to develop those players and you have all the money in the world to hire the right assistant coaches and strength coaches and all that stuff and you know what it's it's happening in other sports at Michigan. Michigan basketball develops every, every single guy to be, uh, to excel and exceed their expectations. And nearly every single guy in football um, does not even come close to their expectations. So um, it's not like it's a Michigan thing. It's a Michigan
0: football thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh should be uh, hiring John Beeline.
0: Fucking they're going to send a football players at camp Sanderson.
2: Definitely Cam Anderson, bro. Jesus. Uh, even I actually saw if we, let's transition into basketball a little bit. I know we just you know had a uh, had a, uh, a you know crazy football game. <laughs> I like, I can't say that without with a straight face. Like we just beat Rutgers in triple overtime, bro. Come on. I mean, the thing was like I'm sitting here last night. Jacqueline's half asleep on the couch because it's fucking midnight by the time the game, you know getting over. I'm, like, standing up pacing for a <laughs> fucking game against Rutgers. <laughs> like, I, I, well, when that kick happened, when they missed the kick, I was, oh, first God. of all, I, I was like, I almost turned it off before because I was just assuming that he was going to make it. but um, And then he missed it. I was like, oh, my God, he missed it. What an idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he really missed it. Was so- that Nordean or the Rutgers kicker? The records. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if you were talking about Nordine or him.
1: Uh, I
2: mean, <laughs> Nordine can fucking uh, get went lost. Went three, man. Dude, you're brutal. Oh. And then, and then he has the audacity to like it was caught on camera for him to be like, do your fucking job to the yeah. long snapper Like, fuck you, dude. You do you didn't do your job. Yeah, do your shit. Put Moody back. Jacqueline is yelling at me because I'm swearing too much. <laughs> is a normal after a game. <laughs> passion. This is my passion. Exactly.
1: Should have heard you during the game.
2: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I. Had, so thinking, I had,
1: it was just through text because I couldn't
0: wake her up. What uh, do you What do you think's a realistic expectation for the rest of the year? Do you think Michigan finishes? I I say they get one more win, for sure, against Penn State. But I mean, do you think they have an opportunity to get the four wins? Beat Maryland or Ohio State?
2: I think they're four and four. I think they probably beat Penn state and Maryland. I think Maryland is, they're all right. They're going to score on us, but I think that we can score down too. I mean, we essentially scored, uh, you know, 35 points in one half or, I mean, one half plus one drive in the end of the second quarter. Right. Um, so we scored, like you said, pretty much every time we had the ball. Um, and, or put ourselves in an opportunity to score and then Nordine screwed it up. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I, I'd say that, but also, like, I'm thinking about this Penn State game this week. They're going to go into it saying, this is our chance to get a W, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're going to attack the corners. They're going to run it up the middle. They're going to, you know, use everything that they got because they have nothing to lose. Uh, so honestly, I, I'm still in the I'll believe it when I see it camp. So if we win, great, but otherwise I'm gonna assume we're not gonna win.
0: Yeah. A brutal football don't... season.
2: Hopefully it just snows like it is right now for the rest of the year, and then people can't throw against us. But then they'll just run, <laughs> run for 350 yeah, yards So, so what, it, eight, what does it really matter? Jesus. So Yeah, I did want to transition. So basketball starts this week. I think we're three days away. Um, Yeah, Bowling Green. Um, So I did want to touch on that. Um, And the transition I had was when you were talking about Camp Sanderson is Shaundi Brown, I saw his quote earlier uh, this week. He said, um, I thought I was in super good shape until I realized what Michigan shape is. Um, He said it was, yeah, he said Camp Sanderson is like, Next level, and and being in Michigan shape is different than any than ACC than anything else that he's seen.
0: Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, dude looked like a specimen coming in too. So jacked. I'm excited to see how he plays. I saw Franz Wagner kind of lit it up in some scrimmages too. I know you you guys aren't, I know you guys aren't real high on him, but. uh.
2: Are you ready to finally jump on the bandwagon of the guy that's like the
0: highly most highly touted guy we have in the whole program? It's pretty. Cr- I don't know what it is that I don't like about him, but there's something I don't. I just don't know. He's a Wagner. He's a Wagner. But I, mean, I like. He's- I don't know. He's, maybe it's the wristband on his arm? I don't know. There's something about him <laughs> that I don't fucking like. don't fucking <laughs> what it is.
2: I, I will say the wristbands like low on like on your actual wrists is I don't That's like 1970s stuff. Man, that's like dad
0: swag. I love it. Well, I hate all <laughs> oh, your oh, back. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I want to see him do well. I do. I want to see him do well. I just don't know what it is. There's just something about him. I I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. I really can't.
2: But um, that uh, from the closed scrimmage, the stats came out. Um, let me pull them up real quick. I, I remember I screenshotted them. So Franz had 26 on 11 of 18 shooting. That's really, that's a good game and then eight rebounds. So almost a double, double, um, Isaiah livers was good like all the way around 16 points went three for seven from three had nine rebounds and six assists. So damn near close to a triple double for, a you know small forward who doesn't handle the ball very often that's kind of crazy and then Hunter Dickinson went 17 17 points and 5 rebounds uh would like to see more rebounds from our big guy but um 17 points for his you know first performance I'd say pretty damn good and then um Shondi sounds like Shondi played the most which is kind of crazy uh, he had 37 yeah. 37 minutes and then he went four for seven from three. So okay. if that dude can come in and be a knockdown three-point shooter for us, that changes everything. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: that's what somewhere that Michigan struggled last year, where they had thrived recently. I yeah. mean, and they were still a solid team.
2: Yeah. Uh, the other transfer, Mike Smith, went six for 14. He made both of his threes, ended up with 14 points. Brandon Johns had the best plus minus of the night and uh, was at a plus 20. He had 14 points and seven rebounds in 30 minutes. I think that they're going to continue to have a, a deep rotation. It's not the seven-man rotation like John Beeline had, where he never would put in anybody past those seven guys. But you're still going to see nine, ten guys play in this in, on this team. Um, Austin Davis is still back. What do you guys think about basketball? I, I'm... <laughs> Now I'm like, okay, we're back in on football a little bit, so I'm not as excited, but I'm still pretty damn excited about basketball season coming up.
0: Yeah, love basketball season, man. Just another Michigan sport to watch, and they're always fun to watch too. So I'm I'm pumped they're playing. It, it'll be it'll be weird to see them play at the same time that football's playing. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how that kind of plays out.
1: Yeah, like I said last time, I mean, I haven't been watching basketball, or I didn't watch them as much last year. Uh, but it sounds like it's a new enough team that I can jump right in and get to know everybody. And I'm just looking forward to, uh, seeing, seeing Juwan start to dominate the big 10.
2: Hell yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, they work with Eli Brooks and, and Mike Smith and uh, Zeb Jackson, the freshman, to, uh, replace Xavier. Cause I think Xavier is, you know, is the one guy he's kind of like Shay Patterson, a little bit of the un- unsung hero. Did I say this last time? Probably. I don't know. I can't. Mm-hmm. Know. I yeah. think I, and so it'll be interesting, you know, if Franz Wagner can put up 20 plus every game, that's huge. And, and then I think that leaves Isaiah Livers to not have to be the guy and he can kind of just be a spot up three point shooter. Obviously, he can do more than that. But um, I, I think that's where he's best is from three. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they do on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I think that's where, um, under Luke, Luke Yacklich, under B line, they were really good on defense. And then they lost that with, uh, with Yaklich going to Texas. Um, so, uh, under Juwan, you know, he's not really a defensive. I mean, he is cause he was a center, but, um, he, his offense is focused
0: on scoring points. Makes more fun for me. True, we
2: can I'm just bet it. the overs. That's bet right. Overs. So. <laughs> all right. Well, again, big time thriller from uh, from last night. Win for for Michigan. You know what? I I don't care. A three overtime win against Rutgers is a hell of a lot better than a three overtime loss against Rutgers, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we would have. What would our? We can like joke about. Oh yeah, we beat them and it took three overtimes. But like, fuck, if we would have lost last night, we would be in. I mean, every, every headline would be hardball loses to Rutgers. So I think, you know, we can be just thankful that we got out of there alive.
0: Yeah. And I think it's encouraging to see Cade bring a team back from down 17, nothing with basically a half to do it. It's encouraging to see brings hope for the rest of the season.
2: Yeah. So anything else from
0: you guys on that or basketball or life in general? Uh, no, we're going to try to get some basketball people on this week, right? Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully we can get some on before the game Wednesday and get that out. Give us some insight, but I got yeah. nothing
1: boys. Tune into uh Michigan hockey too. Oh yeah. Four well. and
0: they were
2: number one on, uh, on sports center top 10. Actually they're, they're overtime winner. That was, that was a was sick, sick fucking like goal. Dangles. Yeah.
0: Oh dangles. my God. Lookin
2: like Pavel Datsuk out there.
0: That kid's <laughs> a freshman too. I think he was drafted first round.
2: Yeah, that team, this team, like, legitimately Frozen Four type team. So um we may just become a hockey and basketball podcast very soon here. So, That'd be great. I'd love it. The stress of our lives would go down immensely. <laughs> oh my oh, yeah. God. <laughs> we'd have we'd just be positive all the time. Just keep drinking. <laughs> imagine drinking for good reasons all the time instead of drowning out the sorrows. That would be
1: God, incredible. Man. I don't even that know what that be... feels like anymore.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to like think back to a time where that's where I was able to do that. <laughs> not in our lifetimes. Oh <laughs> man,
2: not since I've been 21, that's for sure. Oh, fucking so, a. All right. Well, you can follow us at Blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as on YouTube at Blue by 90 Podcast. Um, we've been getting some love on YouTube, so yeah. Uh, like, and subscribe. We're up to, I think a a couple hundred subscribers or something like that. So um, love it. We'll, we'll put some more content up there if you guys want it, especially during basketball season, maybe some uh, instant reactions or something like that. I don't know. Um, You know, throughout the weeks. Um, Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's snowing in Ann Arbor right now. Um, Apparently, you know, it was 60 on Friday and now it's snowing. So it's just classic Michigan. I mean, you can't say that enough in Michigan. It just continues to always blow your mind. Um, but So, yeah, maybe it'll be a snow game in Ann Arbor next week. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll have another podcast coming up focusing on basketball a little bit and the Penn State game coming up this week. Um, other than that, go blue. We'll see you later.
0: Go blue. Go blue.